In the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. So I thought one really interesting thing to talk about today, in the context of how we're all feeling, is, um, is about fire, mm-hmm. right? We have, have warm thoughts, see how you feel. And in particular, <clears throat> during this time, as we are going through Lent, and of course, through Lent then, we go through to Holy Week and then the Feast of the Resurrection. The Lenten period for us can be likened to the time that the children of Israel went through the wilderness, traveling, and then at the end entered into the Promised Land with, you know, for us, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our ability to then see salvation. They weren't left alone. They weren't left to do this journey on their own. They were actually guided, they were provided for, whether it was the manna from heaven, the quails, the water from a rock. But they were also provided for in terms of where they were going their journey, their direction. And so, if we look at that, we realize that as they were going through the darkness, through the darkest times, through the most difficult times in the journey, nighttime, if you could imagine, has anyone been in the desert here? Okay, desert's beautiful. Has anyone been in the desert at night? It's frightening. Absolutely frightening because you just can't see anything at all. Now, if it's bright and there are stars, you'll see stars, you'll see moon, but it's flat, it's shapeless, and you really don't know where you are or where you're going. But in the midst of that, God provided something really important to the children of Israel, and that was a guiding pillar of fire through that wilderness. That pillar of fire did so many things. It guided them, of course, it led them, but it also warmed them. And, even more, it gave them a sense of security and strength. Now imagine, going through the wilderness, right? You have wild animals. It's not just a quiet place. You have potentially enemies. You have thieves. You have people who want to do you harm. Now imagine if you are traveling through this wilderness in the dark, frightened. But then what happens? You've got this pillar of fire ahead of you. It does two things besides the light, as we said, it burns. Has anyone heard a fire? It's a nice noise, isn't it? It's a nice sound, especially when you have bonfires and you have you're just crackling fires. But if you, if you have sensed a, a strong fire, it's actually quite frightening. It has a really powerful sound to it. And if you imagine being in this wilderness 
and then following this pillar of fire as it blazes through the darkness. Now, I guarantee you that neither beast nor enemy are going to come anywhere near you because of that incredibly powerful sound that goes before us. So what do we want in this life and what do we want as we go through this journey of Lent? It is to be guided by this powerful fire. It is to be guided by everything that God is to us. It wasn't moving haphazardly. It was moving with incredible focus. And the people followed it. Exodus 13, 21, we read, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud, and by night in a pillar of fire, and gave them light, so that they could go by day and by night. We become very selective in how we journey. We'll journey on good days, and I'm feeling good. If I'm feeling inspired, I'm feeling safe. It's a good day to journey spiritually. But if I'm vulnerable and weak and alone, if I'm a bit down, if I can't cope, then I can't make the journey anymore. But the important thing is we always need to journey. We can't sit still. But as we journey, we realize that we have our Lord to follow. And, and we follow him in so many different ways. We follow him with our actions, we follow him with our hearts, we follow him in our lives and with our choices. But quite often, we'll be going through this journey and we'll be afraid, we'll be cold, we'll be lonely in the dark. And although we see the pillar of fire before us, somehow we decide to ignore it. We'll either sit in our place or veer off in a different direction or not focus and not concentrate. But that's how we get lost. That's how we lose our bearings. That's how our journey becomes dangerous and treacherous. You know, the danger is not in the darkness. The danger is in not following the pillar of fire. Because the darkness will always be there. But the darkness is broken by light. We just had our kids conference last weekend and it was great. We had so many people who, who were there and so many people who were engaged and the children were there and the one message they all got was that in the darkness, no matter how overpowering, the slightest candle can break it. And it does break it. So forget the slightest candle. You have a pillar of fire before you. God doesn't want us to be lost. Now during these days of Lent, we don't want to be left floundering. We don't want to be left without direction. It's good for us to understand where we're going. It's good for us to understand that there is a journey before us and a destination to reach. And not just to stop. 
not just to decide I'm not journeying anymore. Why did the journey take 40 years with the children of Israel? Because they were walking around in circles. Just in circles. And sometimes when we look at our spiritual journey, it's quite often in circles. Although the path is there. But we go in circles because we decide to do our own thing. If you drive, you realize that you need to get your wheels aligned. Right? Um, if you're driving down the lane and you let go of your steering wheel, based on the alignment of your wheel, your car will veer in one direction or the other. Now, if you were on a long track and you were able to leave your car to safely veer, based on just a degree of, of, of movement in those wheels, over miles, you will end up somewhere else completely. And that's what we need to do. We need to figure out that we're always going in the right direction. With a daily assessment. Daily holding ourselves to account. Looking and plotting where that pillar of fire is and following it. Now Lent is challenging, I know. We have to, we have to give up things. You know, whether we're doing the abstinence with the food or changing our diets. And besides that, whether we're giving up certain habits or certain things we do, or we, we give things up. And it's difficult. And I hope we're not only giving things up, sometimes we try to build virtues. You know, I hope that during Lent, we are also trying to build things. Not only leave things behind, but look at where there are gaps and filling those gaps. Look at where there are shortcomings and patching them and fixing them. And not just leaving myself to, to journey randomly. So during this Lent, it's going to be difficult because it's a struggle. Why did Lent happen? Why did our Lord go into the wilderness? Why did he decide to fast and pray before he started his service? Why does you know, our church, with its wealth of monastic background, does it still hold on? Why does it still hold on to fasting? Why do the monks and nuns of the deserts and those who live in the monasteries, why do they fast? Why do lay people every day fast during this Lent? It's not about breaking the body. That's not what it's about. We don't fast to subdue the body. We fast to elevate the spirit, to focus on something different. We don't fast so we can go without. We fast so we can gain. And the only way to do that is by letting go of some things. So, you know, have, have you ever seen a child going into a, a party where they're giving out sweets? And they constantly want to fill things up in their hands or take sweets. They want to take more. 
that the only way they can take more one given time when both hands are full is to let go of some so they can take others. Our lives are sometimes so consumed by the world around us. And that's what Lent is about. It's not just about changing the diet. It's not just about going without. It's about having a shift in our minds. It's about doing things differently, seeing things differently. It's about readjusting and realigning. We always look at Lent as being a state of deprivation. It's actually the opposite. The fathers used Lent and the fast as a time of empowerment. It is where they stored up so much spiritual experience that they lived on it for the rest of the year. It's actually quite the opposite. It's not about what you give up, it's about what you store, about what you take in, what you take on. It's about the things you learn, it's about how you grow, the experiences you have. All of these things that become so essential. As humans, we don't like to think that we lose out. Right? But we do like to feel that we've gained. And whether that gain is um, spiritual, social, academic, sometimes even financial and material, we like to feel we've gained. So when we're going through Lent, don't feel like you're losing anything. We're actually gaining. We're told that um, in the early centuries, when the monks and nuns were preparing for Lent, they would go out into the wilderness and take provisions so that they could fast those 40 days and 40 nights in the deserts. Were they going out to kill themselves? Absolutely not. They were going out to focus. So even those who were living in the desert, in a, in a, in a monastery or a convent, didn't want to feel distracted, so they went somewhere where there was even less distraction. And that's what we need to do. Lent is a time to free up our minds, to follow that pillar of fire without distraction. And it blazes, and it burns, and it guides us. And it takes us to where we should be. It leads us powerfully. We should never feel vulnerable in Lent. We actually feel empowered. A surge of power. It's interesting how our mindset has changed. When you speak to people who are fasting, you think, oh, you know, no, no, it's just, it's just too difficult. You know, how do I give things up and why do I give things up? We're not giving up. We're gaining. One question I'm asked quite often is, um, you're living in Australia. How did you give all of that up and go to the, live in the desert? No, I don't think I am an unwise person most of the time. And I don't think I would randomly give things up unnecessarily. What I do feel is that I gave things up to receive things that were so much more. So I actually don't feel that I gave anything up. 
I feel that I've received. I've received this grace, this power, this opportunity, this learning, this growth. And in our lives, we need to look at what we gain. What is it that we gain during this time? What do I want to achieve? If I follow this pillar of fire, where it's taking me, I will achieve both on the journey, but also at the destination when I arrive there. On the journey, because it guides me and it keeps me moving, I am actually safely moving through enemy territory. Safely. What enemy is going to come at me when that fire is burning? What enemy is going to do that? What enemy is going to try to overcome me in the midst of all of that? Nothing. Can't approach. When I am following God, when I am in the footsteps of my Savior, when I am that sheep in that flock following that shepherd, then he protects me to the extent that he even laid down his life for me. So we need to journey through Lent with an understanding that there is so much we can gain. Don't focus on the loss. Because that makes us go backwards. No, no, why would I possibly want to lose anything? Why would I want to do without things that build me up and, and things that give me joy and things that give me comfort? Why would I give that up? Why would I want to put that aside? Why would I want to lose? I actually want to gain. And so whether it's through Lent or in Holy Week, in preparation for the Feast of the Resurrection, we have so much to gain. We focus on the journey. We focus on our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. We focus on the cross and the incredible wealth we have received through it. We focus on the resurrection and the victory that there is in it. We focus on God's love for us and what it meant for him to come and take flesh and then willingly ascend to the cross in what was perceived defeat but then come out of it glorious and victorious. What's in that for me? It is the understanding that as my father, as my savior, he's never going to leave me. Ever. That's his level of commitment to me. And his level of commitment is that even at the darkest time, in the darkest deserts, even in the harshest wilderness, he will not leave me alone, but he will go before me in a blazing, remember the sound, remember the smell, remember the power of it, the energy of it. He will go before us in that blazing pillar of fire that guides us not only out of the wilderness in the dark, but that prepares a way before us and keeps us safe from all those and all that 
which desires to harm us. Because he is our Lord, he is our Saviour, and this is why we are journeying during these weeks. To meet him at the cross, and then to meet him at the empty tomb, and to be celebrating with him the resurrection that gives us life. And glory be to God forever. Amen.